Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 433 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Ariane. And uh, she writes, when I'm doing the hymn improvisation, should I think in thirds and sixths or should I think harmonically? Ariane is our total organist student and obviously she practices uh, organ hymn improvisation master course level one. And at some point uh, she has to add uh, a counterpoint to the to the hymn tune in the right hand or in the left hand and uh, usually this is done in the sweet sounding intervals uh, thirds and sixths well sometimes fifths and octaves but they have to be used sparingly because um, of uh, danger of employing parallel perfect intervals like fifths and and uh, octaves so therefore thirds and sixths are most common obviously in tonal music uh, for two parts Um, so she asks about um, the concept itself Osha do you think that it needs to be done harmonically or uh, thinking about uh, intervals First of all, explain what do, you, do I mean by harmonically? Mm, you mean that you would need to think about uh, chord functions, uh-huh. like tonics, subdominant, dominant, and all those inversions and you know, all the other various chords. And if we are talking about counterpoint, then definitely you need to think in the intervals. Mm-hmm. Because I cannot imagine how would you think in functional harmony if we are talking about, about counterpoint. Because counterpoint, guys, that's a polyphonical compositional technique. Before, before tonal you know, harmony. Before the tonal harmony. So, you know, the, um, making good intervals was you know, the crucial point in, you know, in the counterpoint. And if you would talk about chords, you would talk about, you know, later, later developed techniques. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, music is more harmonic and not polyphonic so much. 
Alright. Uh, I think my opinion is also similar to yours. Uh, I, I would just expand a little bit. When you have just two voices, obviously we think in intervals. When we have three or more voices, then the chords, uh, you know, are produced and uh, you could think tonally and harmonically. Uh, but if you analyze a piece of swelling, bicinium, right, for, for two hands, for two voices, soprano and bass, I'm quite positive that when you see sweet sounding thirds and sixths, you could imagine some chords, you know, at least in, in uh, to some extent, not always maybe, but uh, sometimes you would think, oh, this is tonic, this is dominant, but uh, not always, I think, uh, especially for that period. I think it comes a little bit later, let's say in Bach, in, even in the most complicated Bach fugues, you already can, you know, hear chords all the time and think functionally. But you know why but, this is the no, case? But not always in swelling. Exactly, because swelling's counterpoint is more is more um, vocal still, you know, and when you sing melodies uh, based on the Renaissance style, you don't have a lot of leaps. Uh, uh, I mean, when you have leaps, then you have uh, to compensate those leaps with uh, stepwise motion uh, in Renaissance music. But in the Baroque music, um, let's say string playing was most prevalent, and the string technique allowed more arpeggios. And this arpeggio technique uh, transferred to the keyboard writing as well. So what we see in, in Bach's counterpoint, even if it's created for two voices, you could see some chords because the second voice jumps up and down creating arpeggios based on chords. Um, so it depends, Ariane, obviously, of the style, what you are using, right? But I, at first I would recommend, and Osha would join in with her recommendation, to think about intervals first. Yes, especially if you have only two voices, when you just have intervals. Mm -hmm. Maybe later in the course, when you need to move in, um, let's say, 16th notes, not 8 notes, but 16 notes, so 4 notes against 1, uh, you, you might have some arpeggios, and therefore thinking in chords would be already possible, or even uh, uh, 6 notes against 1, like sextuplets, uh, that would be even faster movement. Uh, I guess this is more advanced stage. True. For chordal thinking, tonal and harmonic thinking. But at first you have to be re really comfort comfortable with uh, uh, instantaneously deciding what kind of interval you want to play and what kind of note would that be.
you know if you have to think about what is this interval and there is some delay in your thinking between thinking and playing then you are not still fluent right osha true it has to be instantaneous how to check this osha in in the score if you if you're looking on the page of music if you if you can't instantaneously instantaneously say what kind of interval is between two voices then you need to work on that fluency more <laughs> true that's you know how my favorite professor at eastern michigan uh-huh. would say you know if you are looking at the interval and you have to think what the interval it is it means you don't know that interval because fluency is you know all that counts Yes, you might know it mentally, but uh, you cannot apply it in practice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because tempo, you know, fast tempo is really important. Fast tempo of of your thinking, I mean, not of your playing. Mm-hmm. And we are developing not compositional techniques here, when you can sit down uh, at, the, at the table, think about it, erase, uh, write something correctly or incorrectly uh, play on the instrument uh, see if it sounds right then adjust it we're not doing this technique right we're trying to uh, help you grow your instantaneous spontaneous playing right thinking while playing that's what we're doing that's right creating while performing Thank you guys, this was Vidas. And Usha. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vidas and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. 
what is very nice about your blog podcast is that Usha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.